0: day everyone and welcome to another edition of just fish outdoors i'm your host dale york and i designed just fish outdoors to focus on freshwater lakes and streams and to provide information tips and techniques along with how-to segments for catching everything from crappie to catfish we will also provide tips on equipment tackle boating and much much more all of this is aimed at helping you catch more fish and have fun doing it so join us each week as we talk about my favorite subject fishing Uh, That'll bring us to our special segment. I received a request to give some tips on wintertime catfish fishing. And uh, so uh, me and my brother put together a show. And and like I said, I brought along my brother Brian. And we're going to throw out some tips for wintertime catfishing. And uh, I guess uh, really the first thing we need to talk about is, uh, you know, the first thing you're going to need to do is find active feeding fish. And for this, you've got to have good quality quality electronics on your boat if you're if you're fishing have a boat. Um, you know the Lawrence uh, uh HDS series is, uh, in my humble opinion, the best units on the market, and uh, so so look at these. You know, it'd be a perfect time if you didn't get what you wanted for Christmas. Uh, <laughs> you know, you might want to treat yourself to one of these new HDS units. Uh, Lawrence is coming out with a new line. Uh, they've lowered the price points on some units, and uh, there's really no better time than than to equip your boat right now with some of this great electronics. And uh, I guarantee you, the Lawrence HDS stuff will help you catch more fish. So, uh, you know, that's, that's the first tip we're going to throw out there. And the next thing we're going to talk about is where you're going to look for these active feeding fish. And, uh, you know, the first thing that comes to mind, uh, you know, we, we have a lot of people this time of year that fish the rivers. One of the main things you're going to do in these rivers is you're going to look for the deeper holes in the main river channels. You're going to look for feeder creek channels that intersect the main river channel. You know, easily find these deeper river channels. You know, they're up against the rock banks, up against the, the, the shear banks, uh, and generally that's where your deeper holes are going to be, and that's where your catfish are going to uh, more or less try to conjure up this time of year. So what else comes to mind, Brian? Anything else to, when we're looking in these rivers and these channels?
1: Oh, yeah. You always want to look for uh, any kind of structure within that hole, a big boulder, a log, uh, anything like that that uh, provides a, uh, some type of a current break or cover break for these fish. <clears throat> Most of the fish that you're going to find that are active this time of year are going to be blue cats. Uh, you will catch a few channels. You may catch a flathead once in a great while. But by far, uh, most of your active catfish during the colder weather time are going to be blue cats, and these fish uh, w- will actively pursue shad and stuff in these rivers. And they're they're like anything else, like any other fish. Uh, they'll uh, get on a piece of structure or right behind it or whatever, and uh, use it for an ambush point. So use it, you know, when you get in these big deep holes or whatever, look look for what i call the spot within the spot you know you look for a a big boulder a log or something laying down there on the bottom and uh, i can just about guarantee you there'll be fish around it somewhere
0: yeah and and, you know a lot of it depends on like you said brian how much current's coming through the river as well you know if if there's not much current the catfish will still tend to look for some kind of break in that current Uh, they may be on the inside of a river bend in a hole they you know, like you said, they may be behind a big boulder. They may be behind a big brush pile, something of that nature. The more water they're running, the more these fish will move around. Uh, the, the more current you have in the river, you know, you know, sometimes when they're releasing a lot of water out of some of our hydro uh, <coughs> dams, uh, and we have a lot of current in our big rivers, it'll belly these fish plumb out of the middle of the river. Uh, they'll tend to get up closer to the bank, maybe in shallower water, and find more of a current break because they will not want to fight that current and that's pretty much uh
1: holds true for any species of fish oh definitely and it and it just about holds true almost year round yeah even in the springtime when you get these big water releases and stuff these fish yes they do travel but they won't travel the middle of that river and fight that current those fish will seek out what i call the current breaks or the seams and uh they'll come up you know uh come up the bank so to speak you know they're basically what i call eddy hopping they'll uh, pull in behind a spot and they'll rest for a little bit and they'll travel for a little ways and they'll pull into another spot you know of course you know in springtime those fish you know they're they're moving feeding you know wanting thinking about spawning and all this good stuff so the natural tendency is to you know go upstream but You know, even this time of year when the water's cold and everything, you know, if we get a big rain, which sometimes happens. You know, these fish will, uh, you know, they will try to get out of that current and where you might have been catching fish out of 20, 25 foot of water in a river hole one weekend, you might catch them out of five to seven foot of water the next weekend if they got a bunch of water coming down the river.
0: Yeah, they'll they'll flush out of the middle of that river instead of fighting that current. Yes, And like you said, they'll get up real next to the bank and, and find that sweet spot where they don't have to expend a lot of energy to sit there. It really, you know, it fluctuates fish in the river rivers much more than it does the lakes that that'll give you an indication of where you want to start looking in the rivers the next thing we'll talk about is is finding fish in our area lakes basically they're they're going to be around the main river channels this time of year Uh, you know you're looking for intersections of feeder creeks coming into the main river channel Uh, you're looking for uh, ends of a sharp or deep point perhaps You may be looking uh, also at channel edges close to shallower flats where, you know, on a couple of three warm days or warmer days, them fish will travel up out of that real, real deep water and get on the edge of that creek channel on that shallower flat. And, of course, you know, the first time we get a weather change, they'll just drop right back in that deep hole. What, what other places come to mind, Brian?
1: Well, you know, those uh, those channel edges next to those flats, that is probably, in my opinion, probably just about the best almost year-round catfish structure there is in any lake. For, you know, there's multiple reasons. Uh, you know, you got those shallow flats, that's where the bait fish are going to be. You know, that fish, he can travel a very short distance and be in deep water, deep water, you know, to any large fish, regardless of what it is, is security. So, you know, he can travel up out off that ledge, get up on the edge of that flat feed, you know, make ten tail beats and be right back home again. Yeah. Uh, you know, that is probably going to be my number one place that I'm gonna look. Uh it depends on the weather. The wind, yeah. Wind the and all this good stuff. Uh and two, whether or not they're releasing water out of the dam. Yeah, and how much they're releasing. Uh, the if they release enough water out out of some of these uh dams that we have it will create current in those riverbeds in the lake uh, it will be a slight current but it will be current and a lot of times that'll trigger them fish
0: yeah or it'll relocate them right you know you may you may find a school of fish and, and that's one thing that that you will notice this time of year you know if you're using some of this good great hds lawrence equipment you'll find that these fish tend to school up tighter and they seem to be uh, a little more locked down meaning it takes uh, something major to change their location Uh, like for instance you may find a school of fish and be catching a school of fish and then all of a sudden the lake you're fishing they start generating water start throwing a lot of water out of the dam and like Brian says, it creates that current coming through there, and that
1: that may relocate that whole school of fish. Oh, definitely. You know, they could they could drop to uh, back. Uh, the first thing I would do is, you know, if they're not there where they have been for the past week, look for the nearest sizable piece of structure. Uh, a lot of times, those fish they'll just uh, they'll fall back. Uh, they'll get in a bend or get get behind an outcrop or something, you know, and, that, you know, they just, they're just they just like fish in the river below the dam. They get out of the current.
0: Yeah, exactly. And depending on the weather, you know, wind will relocate these fish as well. You know, wind blows the plankton in toward the bank and the bait fish follow the plankton. That's their food source. And guess what? The game fish are going to follow the Definitely. to a certain extent, you know. So even in the wintertime, the old adage, you know, find the bait, you find the fish still holds true it can just be a myriad of locations but by and large most of the catfish you're going to catch even this time of year the smaller ones the one to five pound or what i call the table food yes uh the table fare fish are they're going to be deeper they're going to be deeper than what you're going to find them in the spring or in the fall or especially in the summer so uh as a general rule, you're going to be fishing deeper. Take that in consideration. Boy, you know the next thing, next topic we're going to talk about is bait. And uh, you know, I, I am no catfish expert extraordinaire by any stretch of the imagination. You know, <laughs> I, I, I grew up with my dad and my brother doing it, and uh, uh, they they just gravitated toward it more than I did. But I can tell you from firsthand experience, and in, in my experience, and I, I've caught blues up to forty pounds. Uh, which, uh, you know, is a respectable size fish.
1: Yeah, it's basically about all you want to play tag with around a boat, <laughs> I can tell you that. Yeah,
0: especially in running water. Well, especially in running water. But uh, based on my experience, I, I I have to say that you just can't beat fresh shad. I think fresh bait is the key when you're fishing for any game fish. If you're bait fishing, fresh bait is the key. And uh, I, I just don't think you can beat fresh shad for fresh for any of these species that we're talking about, whether you're talking about blues, channels, flatheads, uh, what what's your thoughts on that? Uh,
1: I wholeheartedly 125% agree. You know, folks, fresh shad, I mean, basically that's where it's at, uh, especially if you're you you're know if you're targeting these bigger fish, if you're targeting fish uh, 20 pounds and up. Fresh bait is, you know, especially shad. Uh, definitely, as far as I'm concerned, the number one offering that you can... Uh, lob out there to
0: yeah i think you you'll be hard pressed you know you can catch smaller fish you know, on a one to two pound class especially channels on a myriad of baits you know punch bait is very popular oh, yeah uh you can look that up on the internet there's several manufacturers some of the uh pre-packaged baits are very uh, uh very user friendly uh uh you know fresh cut shad is a little messier and then uh you know you have to make an effort to catch these shad and and this time of year that's not so easy <laughs> but uh it, it can be done and uh you know if you're really really wanting to enhance your capabilities and your percentage of catching catfish this time of year then uh i i think you've got to learn how to locate shad this time of year and and you've got to perfect the technique of catching the shad this time of year
1: yeah one thing that i could recommend uh, you know that little uh three and a half four foot throw net that you may use in the spring and the summer uh this time of year i would hardly recommend going to as big a net as you can handle especially out of a boat and as heavy of a net right. that you can handle uh this time of year i prefer the uh non-woven straight nylon net Uh, they're heavier they sink faster and you know if you have to here's something here's another tip for you guys um add about another 10 or 15 foot of rope onto the end of that throw net rope yeah because a lot of times these shad are going to be 15 20 foot deep this time of year you you go over them with electronics you throw that net out behind the boat well if you got 15 foot of Rope, you're not going to reach him. <laughs> yeah, something's going to short, you're going to come up short it's every time. It's going to close up on you before you get to him. So, uh, you know, it's a good idea to add, add some rope to that puppy and to let it sink down there. And uh, you get adept at it, uh, you can actually feel those shad in that net yeah, when that yeah. net goes over them, and then you can close it up.
0: And... Yeah. The bottom line is, you know, if, you, if you're going to catfish fish this time of <clears> year uh, you, and you really want to catch fish, you've got to get out there and do the work and catch the shad in order to be able to catch the fish on a regular basis. Uh, it, it's just that simple. Oh, yeah. It's I mean, just that
1: simple. You, you have to be able to put out the effort and put out the time.
0: Uh, So the next thing we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about rigs. And, you know, there's really, man, you know, there's a myriad of them, but we're going to talk about the two most basic that will probably handle 90% of the situations that you may come across. Uh, The first one I'm going to talk about is uh, the bass fishermen call it the Carolina rig. All the bait fishermen call it a slip sinker rig. And, uh, you know, it just consists of a a sinker sliding up and down on your main line with with a barrel swivel below that and tied to the other end of the barrel swivel is a heavier leader line with your hook and bait of choice. Uh, it's a pretty simple rig. The next rig is, is called the Sandy Sandy or Sandy Cooper rig, and uh, Brian, you might want to explain that one.
1: Yeah, uh, this is one that isn't used a whole lot because a lot of people basically on this side of the Mississippi don't know about it. Uh, what it involves is a... Uh, a uh, foam peg float that you put uh above your hook between your hook and your sinker uh, what this does is when you throw it out there and it goes down it that uh, little old uh, foam float actually will get that bait up off the bottom and it'll make a little bit bigger scent trail in the water because you'll cover a little bit more of a water column with that bait as that scent comes off that bait and uh, especially if you're fishing in a lake it has uh Somewhat of a, a, a really really mucky bottom, or if it has uh, grass and uh, grass on the bottom and stuff like it, this is a really good way to get that bait up off the bottom and uh, to be visible to the fish.
0: Yeah, and, and something to remember here, folks, is pay attention to your electronics when you're when you're grafting and marking these fish and marking these waypoints because you know uh, there's the old wives' tale that catfish are, are only bottom feeders, and that is not true. Oh, no, a uh, catfish will be all over the water column just depending on what's going on that particular day Uh, you know you can catch them up shallow you can catch them in the middle of water column you can catch them on the bottom so uh you know sometimes just by altering the leader length on this sandy cooper rig uh you'll catch more fish than you will if you just thrown it out there and the bait was actually on bottom so keep that in mind uh the next thing we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about hooks and uh, there's a couple three different ways to go here that seem to be the predominant hooks of choice uh, there's a Daiichi circle chunk light or or, or uh, a team catfish double action circle hook so we're talking about two different circle hooks and depending on what size bait you're throwing after what size fish you're going after you know you can use anything from a three or four out circle hook all the way up to a seven eight or nine out circle hook it just depends on on the size of fish and size of bait you're going after one thing the best tip for a circle hook when you're using cut bait is keep the bend of the hook open you you just want to barely surface hook your bait and not hook it in the bend of the hook and uh, my brother brian he he kind of has a little different take on this brian explain your hook of
1: choice well my hook of choice is a uh, different style of hook uh, offset bend hook uh, it's called a kale hook This is a hook that I've used for years and has had great success with it, uh, catfish fishing. Now, unlike your circle hooks, you know, with your circle hooks, when that fish bites and he starts easing off, you do not set the hook with a circle hook. All you basically do is let that fish get good and tight with it and start winding it it in. in, I mean, that's about it right there. Uh, With the uh, kale hooks, you have to do the old uh, let the fish back up, uh, get turned around and, you know set to hook with these hooks, but, uh, I've had great success with these hooks. Uh, I've never had one broken. I've never had one bent out. Uh, you know, I've caught fish that push 60 pounds on these things. And, uh, you know, that they are, they are the hook of my choice as far as, uh, Uh, catfish fishing especially in the springtime when uh when these fish are active and they're strong and everything uh i like that's this is the hooker that i like to use it's good it's strong it's stout and pretty readily available you can just about find them anywhere
0: next item that you'll need is you'll need uh about a one-op barrel swivel uh you know you can use brass you can use chrome you can use black uh you can use a next thing is a one to three ounce sinker just depends on when and whether you're drifting or anchored uh these sinkers are called egg uh you know if you're fishing uh they're they're kind of a round looking thing or look like a chicken egg Uh, or no roll sinker if you're anchor fishing i mean if If you're setting up and you're fishing the edge of a flat and uh, you don't want that bait to move once you throw it out there, you know, a flat or no row sinker is is the sinker of choice. Uh, The next thing you're going to need to do is you, you really need to use a heavier leader line to go into the hook than what the line is to your rod uh you know these fish have very abrasive small rows of teeth in their mouth and if you use too light of a line on that hook they can they can actually fray that line and and cut you off i mean it it can it can really be a miserable day that way uh the next thing that i like to use when i'm fishing for catfish is i like a high visibility line Uh, i like something i can see a long ways away uh, that that i have a lot a lot of visibility to catfish uh, you know people think they have bad eyesight but they don't they have very good eyesight but for whatever reason they don't seem to be line shy or hook shy or leader shy uh, it, it doesn't seem to affect them so uh, you can get away fishing the high visibility line when in when some other game fish that you may be uh, seeking uh, you can't get away with that the next thing that I would highly recommend is stay away from the, the real real high dollar graphite rods I would really really recommend recommend an e-glass or an S or an S glass type rod you know you really need a good parabolic action and graphite rods don't really produce the action that's preferred that you need when you're when you're going after these big fish the next item i would i would recommend is a bait cast reel Uh, stay away from the spinning reels you know you're looking for a bait caster with a higher line capacity uh, a great drag system and if you're using the cahill hook like brian was talking about you know that bait clicker access on on that available on some of these catfish reels and other manufacturers reels uh, is a great asset so uh, think about that as well uh, when you're rigging up for these things yeah,
1: especially in the middle of the night when you're bank fishing you got multiple <laughs> rods out uh, you know you're kind of running a dark bank there and that's what you're listening for you're waiting for that alarm clock to go off yeah
0: and the one thing you don't want to hear is splash <laughs> yeah that's the last thing
1: you want to hear is
0: dick, 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 tick, splash. splash yeah that's, rattle rattle splash you don't, you don't want that you definitely want the rod to uh you definitely don't want to be minus a rod uh and uh chasing that thing down through the through the bank the next thing you're going to need if you know if you're boat fishing is you're going to need uh rod holders so uh you know if you're fishing circle hooks you got it in a rod holder you don't need to have the bait click on you just need to uh not worry about it so uh you know because with a circle hook you you're just going to pick the rod up once the fish takes off with it and you're going to start whining you're not going to have to set the hook two techniques we'll talk about real quickly one is drift fishing uh it, it is one of the techniques that's used most often this time of year uh, you can cover a lot of water but remember on drift fishing speed kills so uh, you want to drift around a half mile per hour uh, the other side the other technique is uh, anchor and you'll need two anchors when you do this folks you'll need to anchor both ends of the boat so remember this when you're when you're trying to anchor up on these fish you'll need two anchors one in the front one in the boat yeah right? you, you definitely
1: you want to try to keep that boat as still as possible for uh, bite detection
0: yeah exactly because some of the bites may be very very aggressive some of the bites may be very very light mm, definitely so you know you're you're you may not get that rod bending Mm-mm. action so you want to pay attention to that uh any other things come to mind brian
1: uh well you know other than the fact of uh you know finding these fish uh you know shad being the, probably the number one bait for this time of year and just use some common sense uh remember to uh keep it safe if you're out there on the water this time of year that water's cold then uh, you definitely don't want don't want to wind up in it
0: <laughs> that's very very true you know the the number one thing is dressing layers you know, dress for the worst and peel for the best. That's it. <laughs> so you, you might want to think about that. Brian, thanks for being on the show today. I've hoped we've uh, helped some people with the catfish tips for the wintertime fishing. And, and folks, remember that the catfishing can really, really be hot for big fish this time of year. So if you get the opportunity to get out on the lake and try some of these techniques, uh, and I guarantee you, you're going to improve your chances of catching a big fish or just catching catfish in general. They can be caught and can be caught in multiples this time of year with no problem if you just do a little homework and uh, so try these tips out and I think they'll help you out Brian thanks for coming on the show today and I hope we helped some folks gear up and catch these whiskered critters uh, folks send us an email tell us how you like the show or how we can improve on it if you have a suggestion for a topic, let us know and we'll try to put a show together for you. That'll help you out. If you have a, a, a suggested topic, we'll try to put a show together for you. If you'd like more, uh, know more about Just Fish Outdoors or anything we can help with, just drop us a line, Outdoors at JustFish.com or you can also find us on our Facebook page at Just Fish Outdoors. Folks, get out and enjoy one of the many lakes or streams we're blessed to have and be sure and catch us next week. This is Dale York, host of Just Fish Outdoors, saying, we'll catch you later.